Hi, I'm Rebecca, and this is my podcast, The Second Half. This podcast is about the challenges and joys we experience, especially in the second half of our lives. I'm hoping that the stories that my guests and I share will help you feel less alone as you face your own challenges and will make us all feel more connected as a community. Today on the show, I'm talking to Karen Morris. Karen shares the story of her twin girls leaving for college and how becoming an empty nester has affected her, her marriage, and her life. Here we go. Hi, Karen. Hi, Rebecca. I'm so happy you could be here. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So you have two girls, twin girls. What was it like having twins? It was the biggest surprise of my life, but it's been wonderful. It's been full of surprises. Um, It's been a real gift. It's taught me a lot. So as they were getting older and closer to going to college, how was the process of having two girls that were at the same time starting that journey of looking for colleges? And then how was that for you? you know, starting to help them kind of transition out of the house? So that's a great question. So I feel like everything with twins is pretty intense. And it's probably more intense for me because I don't have other children. So there wasn't anyone else. So everything kind of comes in in a whoosh and goes out with a whoosh. You know, when they learn to drive, it was full on. You're teaching two kids to drive and getting in all those hours. And I feel like that was the same thing um, when they were deciding on schools. It was like everything at once. And then the next thing, you know, then they moved to the next thing. And I always say, wow, the second set of twins would be so much easier than the first set. But, (laughs) But I know that's not true. It's just how I perceive it. You know, I have all this knowledge to pass on. And I felt that way when they were babies too. You know, I had no idea when they were teething. Now I can look at a baby, I'm like, that baby's teething. That baby's hungry. Well, you were doing two, so right. you had double the experience. So very intense, but very rewarding, very fulfilling. Um, never a dull moment, you know. Um, so, but when they were seniors and they're looking at colleges, did you? I'm sure it was a busy time, but was did you start to have a feeling of, wow, both of my girls are transitioning out, are going to be gone next year. Because they play sports, and they were looking to play in college, we went through the recruitment process very early. So they started their freshman year. So by the time they were sophomores, they had verbal commitments from the colleges. What? Wow. By the time they were juniors, they knew where they were going. Okay. So So, what's been interesting for me is everything I projected – as being hard was easy. And then there were things that I thought were going to be easy that were really hard. Like Uh, what? What did you think was going to be easy, but was really hard? Okay. So I was so fearful. They would never be potty trained training. (laughs) Oh, you mean early on? Yeah. I mean, their whole life, this has been a pattern. So one, one, not their potty trained, but one yes, trained, I get it. One, one got potty trained, and the other, the other one just mimicked her. She was like, "Well, I want to do what she's doing." So I yeah. only really had to train one. Oh, that's funny. And so um, I had projected mm-hmm. that college and applications would be really hard, 
But because of the sports element, they knew. So we only had to apply to one school. Right. So they knew by the time they were juniors. So that took a lot of pressure off their senior year in terms of waiting to hear, having to fill out so as they 10 were applications. Getting, yeah. So as they were getting closer to the end of the senior year, they're thinking. So preparing for them, I don't think you're ever prepared. Right. Um, but they were ready. They were happy. So there was a lot of joy in our house getting them nice getting them ready uh preparing for them to go we took a big family vacation so we did all those things but none of it really it didn't really hit me till september after we had dropped them off after a couple weeks they'd been away at school that's when it hit me both girls dropping off both girls and all of a sudden you're driving home and even then, you're just, you're happy because they're happy. Right. You know, you, there is that, that moment of sadness when you leave and there's some tears, but they're moving on. They're moving on to the next thing. And they're pretty, they, they were pretty excited. Yeah. But it was really the month after that, you know, towards the end of September. So we dropped them both in August. And then the house is really quiet. And, you don't want to call them all the time. You want to wait for them to call you because you want them, you know, to make a smooth transition. And that's when I felt lonely. And that's when I felt lost because I'm used to them coming home every day and talking to me and the busyness and the energy in the house. That's when it hit me. That's when I had time to reflect because we were too busy up until then. Right. And there was so much going, graduation, prom. That makes sense. All of that. So I didn't really feel it until after. Right. It was almost like a postpartum, <laughs> you know? It was right. like almost, yeah. because, you know, when you first have a baby, you're so happy, you know, and you have all those endorphins and it's all really great. And then about six months in, you're like, this is hard. It's hard. And it was kind of... That's the only thing I can compare it to. It was, there was a loss there. There was a quietness in the house. There was, you know, an emptiness in my heart. How did it feel? You said you had a sense of loss, but how, how did that, was it grief? What did it feel like? Oh, it, it for sure it's grief. You, you lament it, it. I think the best way for me to describe it is it, it hurts so much you can't breathe. It hurts, like your your heart hurts. It feels like someone's squeezing your heart. And um, because you have to let go. You have to let go. And something my mom always said was, um, let go and let God. And I remember thinking, why would you give me this pain? Because you really do have to trust that all the work you put in, all the moral guidance is is going to protect them that they're going to make good decisions but the pain is real and it's and it's visceral it's um it's even i mean i love my husband and i would be devastated if anything happened to him but i think i i could survive right but when you when you walk out of that dorm room and you get in your car it it tears, heartache. I mean, my stomach hurt 
for days. Mm. For right. days. It's real. It's it's um but I always say most things um that are hard are bad. But this is something that's hard that's good. And I think that's what got me through it is knowing it's interesting. This is a good thing. Yeah. This pain's gonna go away, but it's a good thing. Yeah. Because they're progressing. They're you know, building their life, they're learning, they're edu- getting educated, they're they're progressing. So. And does the feeling, has it just um, softened over the last year and a little bit since they're in their second year? Yeah, uh, yes, as I see them thrive. But I still have unrealistic fears. I, I worry about them driving. I worry about them driving I-95 to get home for the holidays. Now, yeah. they're really good drivers, but I have this um, unrealistic fear that something's going to happen to them when I'm not there. Yeah. Well, we, we have to so let, that let go. So that never leaves. Right. That never leaves. Um, I tell them a lot more. I love them. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of them. And that helps. That helps. Um, when you see them thrive, too, I think... You know it's the right thing. You know it's the right thing. Um, but I still miss them. Yeah. Yeah, you still, I think there's just that connection you yeah. have with your children. And I'm not sure if the worry ever no. <laughs> ever goes away. My mom had a great saying. She used to say, and I didn't understand it at the time. She would say, little babies, little problems. Big babies, big problems. Right. And um, when they were little, you could... It was food, it was a diaper change, it was a Band-Aid. And now it's life choices, what classes to take, a breakup with a boyfriend. Um, And you want to fix it and you can't. And you can't. Yeah. So it's very interesting. And and I learn from them all the time. I mean, they're they're definitely, adult children are fun. So I try and um, remind myself, that every age is my favorite age. Yeah. And to you get something hard and you give up something hard and you get something good and you give up something good. Well, so I so I tried to really enjoy yeah. you know 3-year-olds are adorable right. but they're exhausting. Yeah. So I try to be in the moment with them yeah. and not lament even now when they're even home now. from uh, and then how how was uh, your husband about it? How did he feel, do you think? Were you the same, or how did he deal with it? Oh, yeah. I think we talked about it a lot, you know, and it was really funny. There was a little shift in our um, our routine because he works long hours, and I would have dinner with the girls. I always had dinner. Usually our routine was I had dinner with the girls, and then we'd put some aside for him, and then he'd come home, and I'd sit with him while he ate. So... um Maybe around October, I'd be like, what time are you coming home? And he's like, why, why are you so obsessed with when I'm coming home? I'm like, well, I just want to know because I want to eat dinner with you. Right. You, you know, have to change your yeah. entire kind of schedule of things. But that's the nice. Um, it is nice having the full attention. There's no distraction. So when we do sit down to eat, we talk way more than we talked before. And we talk, I mean, we talk a lot about them. And I, I think he felt the same way. You know, 
that loss, but then also that um, joy that they're pursuing, pursuing their life. And, you know, we, I guess we always ended up with the line like, well, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> right. You know, if they're not progressing yeah. or we have friends who have children who are not thriving or some of them have special needs and they're not following that path. But when they were reaching out to you with difficult things that had happened, I'm, sh you know, did you have this instinct like, I want to fix this for you? You might, you know. Oh, yeah. So I think you become more of an advisor and less of a doer. You talk it through. Mm hmm. You, know, you definitely become a sounding board. Did you ever want to just get in the car and something happened? You're like, I just oh, want yeah. to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but you encourage them to advocate for themselves. Yeah. And that's amazing to see when when they do have a challenge that that they don't give up. They 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 learn how to fix it for themselves. And that's really rewarding. Um, but yeah, you fight that instinct all the time. But I had one of them told me the other day, they said, well, mom, don't worry about that. I'm 19. I'm like, you're right. I can't, I can't be micromanaging a 19 year old's life. Yeah. What are you, what about your career? How is that them leaving and then you having kind of a different schedule affected oh, yeah. your career? So it's definitely a transition. And now I am. You know, I think as women, we transition all the time. Yeah. We get married, we change our name. Um, we have children, sometimes we leave the workforce. We're always adjusting. Yeah, and I'm so not true. saying that's easier or harder than maybe, you know, what, what a man goes through. But I think we learn to transition. And I feel like now is another big transition for me. I just finished up... Um, a consulting contract that I had. So I'm not, I, cr I don't have a client. And rather than just pick up the next person, I'm, I'm trying to really take some time and figure out, do I want to, do I want to go back to school? Do I want to get some more training? I'm trying to be really thoughtful. Um, I hear that about from a what lot the of, next step yeah, is. Yeah. I hear that from a lot of friends in their early fifties, late forties and their kids are older, either they're already gone or they're about to go and they they are transitioning between jobs or they're thinking of going back to work. And there's it's a big question is what do I do with the next half, really? The second half. What do I do with it? What, who do I want to be? And the thing that I think about is, you know, no matter how long you live right now in our you know, around our fifties we have not that much time left of real productive, creative um, time, maybe 20 years. You know, once we get in our 70s, we still can have a fulfilling, wonderful life, but people usually tend to slow down in terms of their career at that time. So I, you know, that kind of hit me when I was thinking about it. What do I want to do for the next 20 years? Because 20 years it's not that much time. It flies by, by in a flash. I remember 20 years ago, and sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, that was just yesterday. So it makes me really want to um, be present and think think about what I want to leave behind. What What is that meaning I want for my life before it ends? I can totally relate 
to that thought. Um, I think it's the first time in my life, and I'm very blessed that 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 I can take the time to, right. to do that um, because some people can't, and some people have no choice but to take, you know, to work in jobs maybe they they don't enjoy, um, but to really figure out what I want to do, not what I have to do. And I think for a long time I did jobs I thought I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent the first part of my career in finance. And after a while, I, I didn't feel fulfilled. You know, making money for people just didn't seem, I mean, it was a great goal and we were very successful, the companies I worked for, but I wasn't fulfilled. And then I had the kids and um, I was overfilled. <laughs> and so now I'm at a point where I think, well, what do I want to do with those 20 years? I, I do want to make a difference. Um, giving back is important. Um, having fun is yeah. important. Yeah. Work, working with people who are nice. And it sounds very idealistic. Oh, but it's important. But and these are the, this is the thought process right. I'm going through as I try and navigate um, where I am or the things that I think thought I wanted to do. I have a strong interest in nutrition, mm-hmm. a strong interest in um, health, just because of some health issues I've had, eating better and uh, living healthier, and um, which I never studied that before. So it, again, it's like, should I go back to school for that? Do I want to become a nutrition consultant? Do, do I want to do that? Do I have time to do that? And the cost benefit. Right. Exactly. You know, should I invest even this much money. Yeah. When I in my education, when I have two kids in college and I'm paying for their education. Right. Uh but I think what I'm the conclusion I'm coming to is why wait? Why wait? Why, why not pursue it? Something else will come out of it. Absolutely. Um but I am trying to be more patient. I feel like in the beginning part of my career I was in such a hurry. To hit those milestones, to move up that ladder. Right. And um, I don't know if I was always thoughtful about the choices I made. So now that I have this luxury of time, I'm trying to be more thoughtful in, in, in how I use it. Yeah, that makes sense. Let me ask you about how, if any way, this impacted the girls leaving your marriage, because it, it is a different kind of environment now. It's just the two of you. And there's been, uh, there's statistics about divorce or um, kind of that transition being term, uh, uh, you know, hard for couples whose life was the children mm-hmm. and their energies and everything that they talked about, everything they did. It was pouring into their kids, and then the kids leave. Then you have to you you look at each other, and some people are strangers, or or they have to get to know each other again. What was it like for you guys? So here's a dirty little secret: they're not really gone, right? They still come back, even though they're not fully launched. Put it that way, in my opinion, when they're in college, I think a lot of people think, "Bam, they're gone," right? Um, and I say that because they come back on holidays. They came back for the summer. 
We also have the luxury of, because they play sports, we actually are included. We go to see them play, which is a little different than the average parent yeah. who kind of You says, see them more often than... than you're going to come home at Thanksgiving. You're going to come home at Christmas. Um, and then we'll see you in the summer. Yeah. Uh, I also think our world is way more connected now. I, I don't remember That's my true. parents being very involved in, oh, not in my... It was like, okay, I'm one of four. She's out. Like, she's on her way. I'll have to deal with the other three. But with FaceTime and texting... That's true. Um, I feel very connected. So I don't... Like, I had prepared myself for they're gone, but they're not really gone. I don't... And then I think they... This is me projecting, is they graduate from college, and then you pray they're gone. You're like, I need you to have a job, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, 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 you yeah. want that. But um, it is a it is different, and it is a transition. And um, I think the the nice part about it is um, selfishly, I have my husband back. Right. Um, we do talk less and less about our worries for the girls, and what we're really trying to figure out is what we're going to do in ten years, where yeah. we're going to be in ten years. Yeah. What does that look like? Going back to all the things we did before they were born. I love that. And so, but the first couple weekends when they were gone, we we didn't know what to do. We're calling friends. We're, we go to the movies. When was the last time you went to the movies? Um, so it is weird. It is weird. Like, you'll find yourself with all this time, but you haven't planned there's no routine. So yeah. it's just finding new routines. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if, did I answer that question? Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of, you know, when you have kids in the house, a lot of your goals are with the kids. Besides your career, your the other short-term goals are getting to the next grade, getting to, you know, the next goal for them. The project finishes and then getting into college. And then they're gone. And now... You know, you were talking about what are your goals with your husband? What are your, you know, the things that you want to do together in the next 5, 10, 15 years? And that's, that can be really lovely and exciting. It, it, but it, it is, um, it is strange <laughs> because, because they were twins. Yeah. And I feel like maybe my experience is unique or maybe not what it, people who have kids who leave at staggered times. Right. Um, Preparing for their college education was a really big goal. Saving for their college education. Financially, was, yeah. Financially, it was really big. So to be there and to be like, oh my gosh, we've saved for 18 years for this. I don't, you know, besides retirement, I don't think there's anything else we saved for 18 years. So yeah. to kind of have that lifted or see that goal realized, it does give you time to think about, well, what do... Where do we want to retire? Or do we want to travel more? Um, and that's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun. But those things aren't going to happen anytime soon. But you have to start thinking about them. Just like you save for the, the girls. Yeah. You're saving for kind of your own goals. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Karen, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story with me. Thank you, Rebecca. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. 
I'm so happy and grateful that you're here. If you liked it, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it and leave a review. And if you want more information or if you have topics you want me to cover, visit me on Facebook or Instagram at The Second Half Podcast. See you next week on The Second Half.